You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. Welcome to the Morning Startup, where we believe you can develop neural pathways that will awaken you to a full heart and clear mind. Live with joy, health, and success. I'm your host, Michael Oliver, and joined by my co-hosts, Deborah Dyack and Maria Gosher. Good, Good morning. morning. Good morning. Good morning. So welcome back, Deb. Yeah, oh, welcome it's back. Good, it's good to be back. <laughs> <laughs> we missed you last week. Well, I missed you as well. Yeah. So in thinking about today, I thought maybe we would take a breath. It's good. It's perfect timing. Which really leads us into what we're going to talk about today because as you as all of us were talking about last week, which um, we were going to talk about the breath and how, and how interesting – obviously it's important. But the idea is it's very interesting. And I think a lot of people don't really understand the importance of breath outside of the biology of it, right, that – we needed to sustain life, but there's so many other aspects about breath. So do you want to share a little bit about kind of to kick us off here, uh, Deb, with um, sure. with the breath? and Yeah, it, it's, it's interesting because we do take it for granted, of course, until you can't, like I couldn't last week because <laughs> I was ill and it was difficult to breathe. You don't realize how precious breath is until you can't. Um, but there are so many benefits to learning how to breathe, and it's a, a breathing yoga. There's actually a yoga for breathing, pranayama. In Eastern religions, um, they understand the significance of breath, and actually breath is sacred in many religions because they understand the deepest level of learning how to take control of the breath. Uh, and as we're writing these down, and you jump in, mm-hmm. both of you, and I know many of our listeners who have practice pranayama are probably aware of the many benefits, but I'm just going to share a few benefits when people say breathing. I know how to breathe. Um, I'm just going to share a couple of the benefits, and and then maybe you'll see the significance of it as we get deeper into it. I guess before I begin, I'm just going to share a parable of why we decided to do the breathing touchstone first. All of our touchstones are um, interconnected, and they all rely on each other. However, the breath is the core for pretty much all of our um, touchstones, that the more you are um, knowledgeable or the more knowledge you have about your breath, the deeper you can meditate and the more mindful, and, and it causes it to be a positive experience. There's a parable, and, and it's just interesting. There were five senses sitting around the table arguing that they were the most important. Sight, hearing, touch, um, and listening, and I'm trying to think, and taste. And breath was sitting with them very silently, as breath often does. And as in the middle of their argument, the breath decided to stand up and leave. And it became very clear to the other senses that the breath was the most important. If any one of the senses were to leave, it wouldn't really have an impact on the body. But the senses knew that if the breath walked away, 
that they would no longer exist. So the breath is absolutely critical. And, and now I'll go into some of the benefits, but it allows you to go deeper into meditation. It stills your mind, lowers the blood pressure, lowers the heart rate, oxygenates the brain and the body, which it optimizes the human ability to function, detoxifies the body. This is a good one. It slows down the aging process. <laughs> it boosts the immune system. Aids digestion, increases the metabolism, improves circulation, fuels every cell in the body. It stimulates and wakes up the brain, and actually our brain needs 20% of our oxygen intake. It allows us to control our fears and emotions, which is what we're going to be focusing on today, taking control of the mind. You take control of your life. It helps us to sleep more deeply. And one thing that research is really showing, and Michael, I know you know about this as well, is that it stimulates the vagus nerve. It's a cranial nerve, and it's the longest nerve in the body, which is connected to most of our internal organs, and it's the longest. And when you inhale, and it's slow and a deep breath, it stimulates this nerve in a positive way, <clears throat> which causes all of the body's, um, your whole body to, to relax. And there are so many stress-induced diseases caused by anxiety and stress that this helps reverse any damage that's been done. Because as you know, if, you, if you're frightened, you go into that fight-and-flight stage. And when that occurs, your brain shoots out cortisol, which becomes poison after a while. Now, we need the cortisol in a, in a true fight and flight because it causes everything to shut down, slow down, so that we can focus on protecting ourselves. But if this happens on a daily basis when you're not really in any danger, it's all stress and anxiety, that can have a debilitating effect on the the body, the mind, how you think, and, and actually causes diseases. Right. So in, I'm thinking as you, as you talk about this, and for our listeners who are, aren't aware, we're talking about techniques. So when we're, as we open this discussion about breath, you have people that breathe unconsciously. They're not thinking about their breath. Obviously, they go through life. It's just a given. You know, you breathe in, you breathe out. What we're talking about is techniques that actually where you're very mindful of your breath and techniques that allow you to be able to control your breath in very significant ways. And there's, there's practices to do that. So as we talk about the breath, that's really what, that's really what we're, we're talking about because some of you listening may go, well, yeah, of course, breathing is how we live. And I breathe every single day and I get up in the morning and I breathe and I go to bed and I breathe. And so what's all this you're talking about? So we bring attention to it for all the reasons that Deb is talking about. And there, there's going to be much more that we can talk about this outside of this 30 minute podcast. We'll, we'll be doing more with the breath because it's such an integral part of everything that we experience, quite honestly. And Deb, you kind of talked about the flight or flight right. idea, but right. as 
as the breath change, you know, things that you experience in your life. And I know that I think you might have said this a couple of weeks ago on a podcast where you alluded to breath, but the idea is so you breathe, so you are, meaning if you're feeling sad and depressed, your breathing changes. If you're feeling scared, as you just said, your breathing changes. If you um, have any kind of, you know, if you're in a, a world of thought and curiosity, you're breathing a certain way. We don't pay attention to that. But your breathing does change, which absolutely, which really tells us <clears throat> it tells us a story about about mm-hmm. what we're experiencing at that time, right? and it reveals a lot about self, yes. which we'll get into in a minute. It's it's amazing if you do focus on your breath and pay attention to your breath that you become aware of. And it, and and to your point, which I really like that you just made. It can tell you about your. It can tell you about yourself. It can tell you about your experiences. There are so much messaging in the breath. Once you understand its language and the way that it communicates, can give you insights into how into into yourself. But as we know from the martial arts, you can tune into someone else's breath, and that can give you communication and message as well. About how someone, what their respiration is, what their chest is doing, what their shoulders are doing, what they're all, all being moved with the breath. So it is really fascinating, but so critical to well being and, and, and insight and, and awakening. It is, it is the core. And for those of you who have practiced or do practice yoga, martial arts, um, if you're an athlete, if you play instruments, you know the power of breath. You you have breathing training, um, and it's it, it does have a huge impact. One of the things that I want to say is, to, to go back to what Michael said, is that, yes, we do breathe naturally, and we don't think much about it. But if you learn techniques to take control of the breath, it does make a difference. And what's fascinating is on our first couple of podcasts, we talked about this idea of being awake. And at a deeper level, what awake means is learning your own. It's a self-realization, the power that we have as human beings within us that for whatever reason, many of us in the West have pushed it aside or it's dormant. We don't realize that we have the ability to heal ourselves and heal others through breath it is a technique that we just have forgotten about. And um, so one of the things that I'd like to say is as we talk about breath more, if you decide, we'll, we'll share a couple of techniques at the end, is to begin journaling and keeping track. Those of you who are practicing pranayama or breathing, you know the beauty of breath. You feel good and you feel wonderful. And even just because of that, it would make me want to do the breathing techniques. But um, as you go through this journey, to, to journal what you're doing, what worked best and what didn't. And some of you maybe already are journaling. And at this point, would we like to do the poem or do we want to hold off on the poem until next week? Well, so that's... I love the poem. So this is a poem that you wrote. I really like it. I, I think it would be I, I wouldn't I wouldn't want to hold off on that because I, I think that or you know, we could also do the commercial and say you you gotta be back next week in order to hear <laughs> two the weeks poem. From now. Two weeks from now you're gonna hear the poem. But I think that we 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 can have you read that um in in a minute. 
and, and then we can kind of unpack that and see. Um, but there's so much here, and I, I start getting excited when I hear you talking about it. And one thing I want to go back to before we go into the poem, because once we go into the poem, then we're going to break this down. But that is when you, when you were talking about how th- this idea there's so much within us that we have – we don't realize in terms of healing ourselves, taking care of ourselves. We almost get talked out of it. We, we really do in, in terms of our media and what's being told us and we, we really begin to rely on outside sources to tell us about our well-being rather than rely on our inner voice and we, oh, and we begin to shut our inner voice down and all we do then is count on what others are telling us and they don't know us as well as we do. And so I'm not – yes, there's tests and there's all those things but at the, at the core of it, you you know that you know this goes back in intuition. So it goes back to what you were saying where the five touchstones really inner you know, kind of interweave with each other. But you've got the breathing, but the idea about your own knowing, are you paying attention to it? And what is changing within your own physical environment in terms of your body? And how is your breathing changed and what is that telling you? Also very important. I just wanted to Marie, I wanted to ask you a question because you do a, a lot of self-exploration. You really mm-hmm. are deeply committed to change and to learning, and you like it a lot. Mm-hmm. And I know that you are an explorer, and I know that you've explored this idea about the breath. And I'm curious just to hear from your perspective, you know, even – I'm, I'm going to – about the about your experience with the breath, but I also want you to share a little bit about your tuner because you made a comment about that and how that and how the breathing goes. So you have to give a little <laughs> background on the tuner, but then about how that has enabled your breathing and how it's been helped you be a little bit more conscious of it. Yeah. So the breath is something that you know, kind of like what you guys talked about in the beginning was people just yeah, you breathe. Okay, everyone breathes, and you know. Of course you're breathing. Uh, so I was like one of those people, like, yeah, I don't get this breath thing. Um, and so I started learning from you both. And I think, um, you know, we all breathe, but I've become a little bit more mm, aware of how I'm breathing. Not always. Um, and just some, like, practical applications of where I might practice my breathing one I'm sure everyone can relate to, and I try really hard, is on the road. When mm. you're driving, the road rage, yeah, and you're like, yeah. all right, just deep breath, let yeah. that go, or yeah. um, slip on ice or something, and, and you your car kind of tilts a little bit. <laughs> all right, just breathe, it'll be fine. Um, and, and on the job, at work, it's stressful, or things like that. I do a lot of coding, and I can't figure things out, so take a breath, mm-hmm. and it, it'll work out. Do you but, ever remember as a child your mother saying to you when you hurt yourself or when you're frightened is just just take a deep breath, just take a deep oh, breath, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. breathe to 10? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, I've heard that many times. Um, and uh, so, yeah, and then um, Deb introduced us to the tuner, which is like, Deb, do you want to describe like what that is? It's like a well, we're going to get of. into that when we do the sound uh, touchstone, yeah, how frequencies and tones affect our entire body and our breath. But when you can put yourself in a 
in a happy state, blissful state, as it were, that um, you breathe differently, and mm-hmm. this tends to relax your body, allowing you to breathe deeply. Right, because mm-hmm. it 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 emits it, it emits a specific it? yeah, yeah. It, it emits oh, yeah, yeah. a specific frequency, right, yeah. which then helps you adjust to that place of five twenty eight, five twenty eight. Mm-hmm. Which a lot is of controversy with it, but right. that's okay. It works for us, and yeah. I don't. Yeah, for so, anyone that's like, what are you talking about? It's uh, like a little, um, kind of like a flute, I guess is how yeah. I would. Mm-hmm. And, you, and you blow on it, and it's this sound. And so I like it because it allows me to take slower breaths. Mm-hmm. I'm always challenged with taking, I can take a deep breath. I do many in a day, <laughs> but um, but I also exhale really quickly, and, and that's not very helpful um, so having a device like this, a tool um, to help you practice breathing or exhaling slower, mm-hmm. um, helps me control the breath a little bit more. And slowing it down is the whole purpose of pranayama. Right. And pranayama is so breath, breath. Right? It's yep. a breathing so, yoga, yep. and, and that's the whole point. Mm-hmm. It's fascinating. Yep, sure. Yep. So All Deb's right. pointing to her poem, and I'm really glad she's doing that because she's going to read that, and then we're going to. It's we can talk about it because it captures yeah, everything that, it does. that we're mm-hmm. saying, it's, and the ending is going to kind of be a segue, probably for our next discussion. Nice. <laughs> so okay. anyway, this is the breath. It is a self-portrait, a way to be seen and to see. Breathing is the bending willow, and sometimes the brittle piece of straw. It is the empty bottle that rolls across the parking lot. It is hot bread and honey, flowers and fruit. It is meditation. Breathing is now, like a ringing bell or a whisper. All that exists is in the movement of the breath. It is wholly about this moment. It is learning to accept where we are instead of wanting to be anywhere else but where we are. The breath is a way to understand the life force which moves and buzzes the fly across the wall, is the same life force that flows within all. We are connected to the fly, to the bonsai, to a wounded alley cat, to the cause of its wound. The breath is self-discovery and selflessness. It demands that we empty our cups and lengthen our lines. It is learning how to complete life's circles through giving and receiving, patience, trust. The breath is the sacred thread that weaves all to everything that is seen, thought, known, and believed. The breath is infinite, yet between its inhalations and exhalations lies its true power, the pause. Nice. Thank you for sharing that. That's awesome. So can you tell me a little bit about um, how this originated, Deb? Like what – because this is very deep, very powerful, has a lot of messaging in it. So Mm -hmm. I'm just kind of curious to kind of jumpstart us into this Mm -hmm. discussion. Like where – tell me a little bit about how you connected to this. For my life path – Uh, It was after breathing the autobiography of a yogi from Paramahansa Yoganandaji. He explained the power of breath. And until you practice deep breathing techniques, you, you don't connect with it. But once you begin, you do resonate with it. And I found that it isn't easy. 
that uh, to sustain the breath and to sustain the focus is a very difficult practice. So that becomes the empty bottle rolling across the parking lot. It's empty and uncomfortable until you realize the value of the breath. And when you breathe deep and it takes you into a deeper state, it does help you reach the theta state, the meditation state. Um, it becomes hot bread and honey, flowers and fruit, because that is the goal of meditation into a nothingness and bliss and communing with um, creator, universe. And, and so the more I learned, the more I realized the value of it. And I wanted to share all the pieces as, as best I could. And, and it was through this poem. Um, Excellent. I'm, there's a piece in here I wonder if you could share with um, our listeners where if I'm, if I'm a beginner mm-hmm. and I'm learning all about the breath yes. and, and there's a lot in here that, that gives me pause to think about, um, there's, a, there's a piece in here that says the breath is infinite. Uh, yet between its inhalations and exhalations lies its true power, the pause. Mm-hmm. Could you talk a little bit about, because if I'm just thinking here, well, the breath is infinite till I die, then there's no breath. Um, can you share a little bit about, you know, how you, how you came to, you know, talk about the right. infinite and the breath and the pause and the power? Everything in creation, from, from at least my limited knowledge perspective, it begins with the breath and ends with the breath. And even though it's very automatic for many of us because we don't think about it, the breath is necessary for all survival. So even beyond our human physical condition, there will always be the breath for everything to sustain its its life energy. Um, and the point of it being infinite is when you inhale, there is a pause for a second, and then there's an exhale, a pause for a second. And if you want to just focus on this right now, I guess we could just just inhale and exhale, and you'll see that one split second between your inhale and yep. exhale. Yep. So you're taking in the air, and it loops around, it stops for a second, and then it exhales for a second. In martial arts and many practices, the power is in the pause. The pause is where your body calms, where it calms your mind. It's where you get the strength. And, and the, the pause is the whole point of learning breathing techniques. So the longer and deeper the pause, the calmer the body and the mind becomes. And we're going to encourage you to practice this, and we'll give you a technique at the, at the end before we end um, so that you can practice this. And if you can just tell us, um, maybe our listeners can contact us and tell us if it worked for them or not. But once you gain mastery of this pause, it becomes a very, very powerful tool. So you need to inhale in order to get to the pause, and you need to exhale in order to achieve the pause. But um, there are even, I was just sharing earlier, I've been reading online about some actual organizations that are teaching about holding the breath, that keeping, sustaining this pause as long as possible. And there are actually some research studies being done showing that this teaching people how to breathe by sustaining the pause is very helpful in in 
depression in helping decrease depression or or cure, and also with um, epilepsy. And and I don't know. I know there's more research needed, so I need to go in. But it doesn't surprise me because it cures many anxiety. And mm-hmm. and you were saying something really fascinating, Marie, about. <laughs> So, yeah, I was talking about, this was years ago, but um, that one guy, David Blaine, the illusionist, um, I remember him doing something where he was in water and he has the world record for holding his breath for 17 minutes. Um, (laughs) Disclaimer, we don't recommend that anyone tries that, um, but it's definitely uh, interesting. And... um, yeah, I wonder what that experience was like. <laughs> yeah, he talks about that. I mean, he he when he did that, he had an interview on, and it was very public. I mean, he, it was a big show. I don't know if it was in New York or Las Vegas or whatever, but yeah. there's the big tank, and, and he goes under. He trained for a very, mm-hmm. very long time. I, I'm not sure if he understood that space or not, but he seems to be, and I, I don't study David Blaine. I mean, I mm-hmm. I. Obviously, as many people, it's not hard. It's it's easy to be exposed to him because he's very public. But he tends, I, I think, what his motivation is, is to test the limitations of the human. Mm-hmm. And agree. totally take control of the mind. And Right, yeah, yeah. for sure. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. he put himself in ice. Exactly. I mean, he froze himself. So. He's on thought out now, you know. (laughs) However, with that said, so to experience limitations and and absolutely control of the mind, which you know, I I'm very curious to see if he's Mm -hmm. explored some of the Eastern practices. It would not surprise me me if he's not sat down with some yogis and other people that are experts in this area of breathing Mm -hmm. in order to really control his breath and control his his thinking. Um, It's very curious to me. But yeah, no, it's interesting that he was in water and then ice. So does temperature influence your breath? I I do I don't feel qualified to yeah. to say that. I would probably say if you feel it, uncomfortable, it certainly would. You'd be, you'd have shallow breaths, I would think. Well, mm-hmm. I would so untrained. So, for example, yeah. if you step into your shower when it's cold, mm-hmm. the, <laughs> or outside these doors, and it's right. Yeah, you know, winter. your breath. It'll be like yeah. you know it. Yeah. It does. So, mm-hmm. I will also say though that. The, the monks train in uh, Deb. You know this when when they in the Himalayas they what they would do in order to as they practice and their breathing, they would. I mean, in extremely cold and extreme conditions, um, before they would go outside, they would wrap themselves in in wet sheets, hmm. in, in right. their, and then they would go out and meditate on the mountain hmm. in extremely cold temperatures. All about control, mm-hmm. all about the breath. But but again, I, I know these are just different examples. Yeah. But to answer your question, and then Deb will come to you. But but to answer your question, um, yes, to untrained temperature does affect your breath mm-hmm. unless you're trained. And then you mm-hmm. know. And a part of that poem is being a self portrait. Is what that means is that you learn about yourself. You mm-hmm. learn that certain um, emotions. Anger, fear, certain conditions affect you. So you really get to learn the things that push your buttons. And you can't change what you don't know. 
So breath teaches you to become aware of the self so that you're allowed, you allow yourself. So if the cold is something that could cause shallow breathing, of course, he just took one huge breath and learned. <laughs> but one of the things that, that I was remiss and didn't mention in the beginning is not only in the West do we forget about the, the joy and the, um, medicinal purposes of breathing, but we don't breathe correctly. We for, we've even forgotten how to breathe naturally. When babies are born, if, if you look at a baby, the whole being is breathing and it comes mm. from the diaphragm. It's coming from the baby's diaphragm, but then the whole being seems to move with breath. As we get older in this country, because we don't really recognize the value of breath, we tend to breathe only from our chest. So we're only getting half breaths and we're not breathing deeply enough. So we don't learn to take control. But um, diaphragmic breathing is critical. And how you can do this, and I'll share it quickly because I know we're running out of time and I want Michael and Maria to say, but if you could just first breathe, feel how you breathe naturally, take a deep breath, inhale, exhale. And then one of the techniques that we teach is a triangular breathing. Take a breath, deeply breathe for five seconds to the count of five or 10, hold five or 10, exhale five or 10, and put your hand on your stomach and let it rise and fall. And you should notice a huge difference. Yeah. That, mm-hmm. That's that's. I forgot a, to say that at yeah. the beginning. No, it's a. I think it's a good example, and it's it's something that people can start using and and mm-hmm. um, and and in learning to differentiate their their differentiate their breathing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What do you yeah. What do you think, Maria? Yeah, I agree. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, you just alluded <laughs> to the both of us, and I just didn't want to. Like, yeah, I did learn that from yeah. from you guys. The difference between the kind of breathing from your diaphragm and it does it does make a difference. Yeah. So a lot more that we can talk about. Um, yeah, I want to get we, into the fly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we'll get into the fly. What so that next means. week, I mean, we can pick up. Um, well, not next week, but the week after um, at our next podcast, we we can pick up more on the breath. I think it's infinite. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just, just saying it's infinite. You know, in the poem, it's a, never mind. Even oxygen okay. <laughs> is magic that we take it for is. granted. So we'll talk more about more about the breath, and I think that uh, we'll pick up where we left off today because I think it's really interesting. I think we get more into the practice of it and um, and just start uh, sharing more as we move along the way. So we thank you very much for, uh, for sharing your time with us, and um, we look forward to seeing you uh, at our next time. Thank you.